Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. And on this episode, we are going to try to be funny. Oh boy. You know, we love to do that. But actually, we brought in the expert on funny. We have the general manager of the Hubcap Comedy Festival with us, Robert Gallant. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome. Thanks for coming. This is the first time we've had the opportunity to talk about Hubcap on this show, mm -hmm. but this is the 23rd year? Correct. Long time. <laughs> that is amazing. How many festivals and events like this exist for that long? That's incredible. There was there was a few that started in Moncton right around the same time. So the Atlantic National started then. The, the Seafood Festival started then. Seafood ended at around year 10. But we, we keep chugging along, getting bigger and bigger and, and as we go. So it's, it's been an amazing ride for sure from when I started. So Yeah. And I think one of the things that I love best about this festival is the fact that it takes place in the dead of winter, <laughs> on yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah, on purpose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our founding fathers, uh, Ken Kelly used to run downtown Moncton, not the, uh, not the uh, journalist Ken Kelly, but Ken Kelly of downtown Moncton and, and Marshall Button and uh, our, our, our past friend, uh, Mark Schwinard, they all kind of got this started that year. And, and the idea was, there was so little going on in downtown Moncton that time of year. Christmas is over, everybody's getting their bills. They're not going out, so the bars and restaurants were struggling. So it just became this economic driver and it's turned into the biggest non-televised festival in Canada for, for comedy. So it's, it's really come a long way since they started it out with, you know, probably 10, 10 or 12 shows. Now we're doing 40-ish shows a year, so. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. That's, that actually was going to be my question, if you knew how many they started out with. And now you guys have branched off to Riverview and to Salisbury. How far out do we uh, reach? We also, we've added Chediac a few years ago. This year, our first time, we'll be in St. Antoine for one of the French shows during the festival. So it really is becoming a bit more of a southeast uh, New Brunswick festival, which is great. Some of those smaller communities, we were just talking about Salisbury. And we get 200 people to a show in Salisbury. Like, it's pretty phenomenal. People, they, they get the chance to go to something top quality, world-class comedy in their own hometown. It, it really builds our region for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of building, one of the things that this festival has done has really built up the local comedy scene in terms of talent with the open mic contests. Yeah, each year since the start, we've had our open mic contest and probably six, seven years into it, it started out with English and then we added the French open mic contest as well as that way of helping to develop local talent. Because some people always say like, oh, it's a Moncton festival. Why aren't there more Moncton comedians in it? Well, there's not a whole lot to start with, but we have helped develop that. And there are a lot more. A lot of them will be emceeing and hosting our shows during this festival as they've come through. A lot of people who've won our contest have gone on to full-time careers in comedy. So Julian Dion and Matt White, or sorry, uh, uh, Peter White. And there's different people that have really taken this and, and run with it. So it's really been good to see, uh, well, Travis Lindsay won a few years ago. He now is, is a writer with the Cyrus 22 Minutes. Dan Hendrickson has been doing great. Just so many people that have really, you know, this gave them that edge up. So often people call it the amateur contest. Some of them have been getting paid a little bit, but it's really that open mic concept of they need to get discovered a bit more. They need to have something behind their name That'll, that'll get them out in the community more. So that's been a, a big important thing for us as we help develop that throughout the years. So. And along with that local piece, you then pull in some of the top names across the country every year now. Yeah, we've, we've always had this focus. We, it's not that we don't hire people from away, but we do, we're, we're like 98% or more Canadian content. We have so many amazing headliner talents. And that's one of the things that you get spoiled with at Hubcap as well. A lot of times you go to a comedy club and it's like, 
the new opener, then the middler, then your headliner at Hubcap, it's headliner, headliner, headliner. You're getting three or four headline acts in every show that you go to. So really we spoil our audiences. But that's one thing that was um, part of the mandate given to me when I started working with them 21 years ago now was it's all about the quality. We have to, and that's how we've grown, because the fans have come along. <clears throat> Most of our revenue is from ticket sales. A lot of festivals rely so heavily on grants and, and sponsorships, mm -hmm. which we, we need that as well. It helps us you know, make, end, bring, make ends meet. But 70% of our revenue comes from our fans, and, and not a lot of festivals can boast that, that ticket sales drive this. So if a sponsor falls off one year, you know, we have our fans still supporting us and buying tickets. So mm -hmm. it's a really unique festival. I work on a lot of different ones and and this one really that's that's a proud thing for me is that it's so much driven by our fans. When it comes to um, discovering the acts or who you're bringing to town, what goes into that? Well, in the early years, I knew how to run an event, but I had no idea about the comedy industry. So it was a lot of phone calls and please come to my festival. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's changed so much over the years. Now we, we really, I get like a hundred pitches a year, like, because the comics that come here love it. We treat them like gold. They all want to come back and they tell all their friends about it. So now I've got a hundred people and we can only bring in about, on the English side, let's say 15, 15, 16, depending on the year. So now it's like, okay, how do we whittle it down? So thankfully I have a steering committee that helps with that so I do the short list I'll bring it down to probably double what we need for the year and then the committee gets together watches our selections and picks who they think will fit best in the in the Moncton or the New Brunswick market if it was just my choice it'd be a very dark festival I kind of <laughs> tend towards the, the dark and dirty a little bit more but uh, but definitely we need to have stuff that's going to appeal to so many different people. My job is that if you go to a show, you'll have loved two out of the three. And the yeah. third one wasn't that they were bad, it's just maybe not your personal mm -hmm. preference in comedy. So we have to have really varied content to bring in different styles, different types of things. So we really work hard on how we vet who's coming in and, and how we program our shows. So sometimes it's by videotape. Back in the old days it was VHS. <laughs> but. Uh, but now it's so much of its video, but we also try to get out across the country as much as we can. So we'll plan two or three trips a year, whether it's just for laughs or the Winnipeg Festival, or even I'll just go drop in on Alberta and just do, do uh, open mic nights for, for would, you know, people that want to come to Moncton. So they'll, I'll have locals help me organize it and get people on the shows. Because there's nothing better than seeing somebody live, yeah. seeing how they react to the audience, seeing mm -hmm. how they can shift gears if stuff's going sideways. Do they only have 30 minutes, period? Or do they have enough in the vault that's like, that went south, now I gotta move this direction, right? So, uh, like at Munkin, mostly they're doing 30 minute sets. Okay. But if you only have exactly 30 and you can't shift gears, it might be a rough night for you, right? <laughs> so we try to be careful who we bring in that they can adjust and adapt to an audience as well. Do you heckle? I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> when you're doing I'm But while you're out and about and scouting, do you kind of put the pressure on? Um, I don't well, know if I could. You know what, <laughs> putting the pressure on, sometimes when you go scouting, they want to put you in like, oh, I saved you the best seat. They put you right mm -hmm. up front, and I'm like, no, 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 yeah. that's going to kill their act. Like, I need to be in the back dark corner, give me a candle or something to write my, <laughs> my judgy, judgy notes. And, and, uh, and never ask me after the show how you did. Yeah. If, if I tell you did really well, I'll probably have a side conversation with you. But yeah, you don't always want the raw, immediate feedback of somebody who's scouting. To, like, just, you know, if they contact you soon thereafter or even the night of, then you did okay. Otherwise, but I've seen people that I knew were going somewhere, but they only had 15, like a 
was at the Canadian Comedy Awards one year and I saw this guy performing and I was like, wow, I got to see him in two years. So sometimes it's not about they're coming to the festival this year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you see them in the developmental stage, but they really, you know, you see a light, a spark with them that you know they're going to go somewhere. So you got to take that time to, okay, keep asking people like, how are they doing? Are they yeah. progressing? And then try to see them again live and then, then you get to bring them in later on. So. Sometimes it's just that progression. Mm. But if I yeah. wasn't going out and scouting live, I would never have seen never. No. some of those acts because mm -hmm. nobody was going to pitch them to me at that time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that kind of that development you've seen, whether it's in the local acts or some of the national ones that you've had come over the years? What, what have you seen happening in Canadian comedy in 20 plus years? Um, well, I mean, there's so many more people in it now too. So I mean like our selection options have gone through the roof. There's so many more people taking a chance and getting up on stage and taking their lumps and, and going through it. So there is a lot more people to select from, which is, which is good and it's bad. So I mean we always try to make sure we have a good mix of new people and some returning favorites. So you know some people like Derek Sagan, Tim Nutt and some people that come back every two or three years because I know they're constantly writing. So they're going to come back with new material. Because other people maybe need to leave like eight years in between. Last year, our goal, before we got shut down again, was entirely new, nobody, not new comics, but had never been to Moncton with Hubcap. So we had that set up and then we had to shrink it down to half a festival because of COVID. So half of those people are, are here this year because nice. I just carried their contract over. But there's a few people coming back. So Dave Hemstad is, is a big fan favorite here. Scott Falconbridge hasn't been in in a while. So there are some returning, but a, a lot of the people this year, it's their first time at Hubcap. So and that's what I think a lot of the fans love. Like in the early days, if you didn't have specific names, they weren't coming out. Nowadays, I think we've developed our, our audience to, they know it's going to be about discovery. Like, yeah. I'd never seen that before. That was amazing. And then we're building new fans for those, for those comics who hadn't had a chance to come here. So that's what I, I mean. That's why I go to music festivals too. I don't know every act on the, on the bill, but I'm excited to see what I'm going to experience and, and mm. catch up with. So that's where we've got that trust that if Hubcap's bringing them in, people know that it's still going to be a good show even if they hadn't heard of them before. And that's the curse of Canadian comedy. They might know your face, but they don't know your name. <laughs> yeah. That is all things Canadian, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. yes, that's a very Canadian statement. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the venues for Hubcap, because we talked about the fact that it's not just downtown Moncton mm -hmm. anymore, but even just in terms of the type of venue, it's very, right. very... Right, and we're all over the board from community halls to... Um, so like Riverview, we're at Holy Whale, uh, the, the, uh, the Beer Hall, which is a wonderful venue. Downtown, we still have the Old Triangle, which is one of our, they've been with us for a long, long time. We're there, the St. James Gate upstairs in the event room. Um, we're actually at two different hotels this year. We're at Canvas Hotel as our host hotel. We're doing a show there. And then the Hyatt this year will be the first time we're doing a couple of shows over there as well too. So some really varied types of venues, but then to those neighborhood pubs. So we go to the Igloo. Cheers is already sold out. Every year, Cheers is the first place to sell out. So if you don't get it early, <laughs> But those outlying, then we go to Dieppe and we're at Flying Boats Brewing and we're, we're at St. James Gate, Fox Creek. So a lot of those neighborhood ones, it, you know, it's like I don't want to drive downtown, but I can go to my neighborhood pub. So it really makes really a diverse audience because they're going to that show and they might, if there's two shows at that bar, they're going to both shows. Or at the Old Triangle, I know some people, they buy all three shows at the Old Triangle because that's where, that's where they, they just kind of, I'm going to see pretty well all the comics if I go to all their shows there. So everybody has their own path through. Hubcap, some of them pick it by, I want to follow that particular artist. Some of them just want to see as many as they can. Um, 
Thursday night at the Capitol, that's our, our Thursday night for laughs, that's where a lot of people go for the sneak peek. So at the bars, you're getting 30-minute sets. At uh, the Capitol on that show, the gala show, hosted by Ali Hassan this year from CBC Radio. He's, he's got a bunch of different television accolades lately and he's written a book. Yeah, he's got books out yeah. now. Yeah, he he's is everywhere. Nice. Yeah, no, he's, he's been wonderful to work with over the years. But, and in uh, New Brunswick Roots, too. Yeah, yeah, originally yeah. from Fredericton, which usually when he tells people, they're like, eh. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Don't he's a politician trying to in, 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 you know, tell everybody they should vote for him because he has Atlantic roots. But, but no, he's been wonderful to work with and such a funny guy. But on that show, there's eight other comics. And you get to see like eight to ten minute bits from them. So a lot of people are like, I'm going to Thursday, see who I really like, and then I'm buying the rest of my tickets right. to follow them around town so they can see their full sets. So that's our Friday night show at the Capitol. Saturday night is, there's a handful of tickets. And by handful, I mean like, 10 or 12, but singles for uh, Hip Rob with Colin Mockery. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be an exciting show. He's traveling with uh, Asad Mechi, a, a hypnotist who will hypnotize the audience. And then I guess about the best 10 people that are under, Colin's going to come out and actually do improv with them. So oh that's going to be like, a master class in improv. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, having grown up with watching Mockery, Whose yeah. Line Is It yep. Anyway yeah. and all the other stuff that he's in, but yeah. that especially, just like, Someone here, like I could know someone that gets to be on stage you doing improv. I, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> you wouldn't remember um, anyway. It's okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> no. And then we have another monster show. All all these people have been at Hubcap before at the Casino New Brunswick. We were looking at some different acts, and I'm like, you know what? We have some huge Canadian names. Let's do. So there's four of them coming in. So we have K. Trevor Wilson. A lot of people know him as Squirrely Dan from from Letterkenny, so yeah. he's gonna be headlining that show. He's, and he's called the Mountain Man of Comedy, not just because he's a large fella, like he is larger than life when it comes to comedy, just so hilarious. Then we've got uh, Steve Patterson from CBC Debaters. Our very own Nikki Payne will be there, of course. And, and then Ryan Belleville from Working Moms and, and a few other things. They've all been at the festival before, so they all have different followings of people. That's just gonna be a d destroyer of a show. Like yeah. it's. Like really, like wear something to hold your belly. When you go back and you'll be sore after that show. So. But so excited for that. And then on top of that, we've got you know twenty to thirty bar shows going on all over Southeast New Brunswick. So there's there is something for everybody. There's lots of stuff going on. So yeah, we're just excited to be back to a full size festival. Really, yeah. it's it's uh, it's been a long two years getting through and doing virtual and or hybrids and, and all that stuff. We've experimented with a lot, but let me tell you, there's nothing like live. No. We're super happy to be back. No, yeah. not at all, not at all. When it comes to um, the performers, how many different shows will they put on? Do some come and just do one show? So the ones doing the casino, that's just a one show. Okay. I mean, they're at, they're at the, the elite headline yep, status. Yep. But uh, our comics that are coming in doing the bar shows, they all do, it's a marathon. They're doing six shows over three days. Oh, wow. Doesn't always mean two shows a day. So yeah. Sometimes they're doing three shows one day and we'll do that. And, but um, they really, but they love the festival because it's yeah. so high energy. And some of them, they get off one stage, they jump in a car, they get on the next stage, and they just, it's go, go, go. But it, it's so wonderful for them because as headliners, usually they're traveling mostly alone. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to festivals, they get to hang out with their peers. A lot of them started out at the same time, and they don't get to hang out a whole lot. So it really is kind of like a mini reunion at festivals. Mm. So after the shows are done and we're hanging out, is a whole other show unto itself, but lots of fun. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like it's probably like, um, what was it called, Laugh Out Loud, 
that was the show where they had all the comedians. It's like a reality show, and they put them all in a room. And because K. Trevor Wilson was on that with Colin yeah. Mockery mm -hmm. and a bunch of these big names, and like I feel like that's like the hubcap after hours is that kind of yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, everybody trying to make everybody laugh, but in catching up, it, it is so much fun. It's just high energy all the way through. So. We get no sleep. No. <laughs> That's no. for the week after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your time to decompress. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, we didn't really talk about the dates and, and just oh, how yeah. long this festival is. Because we've been focusing mostly on the English shows, but you also have a whole yeah. other section to this festival yeah, we with French to, shows. On the French side, we've always had a French component. In the early years, it was all the same week. But we found Moncton is so bilingual, we found it was harder to sell some of the French shows when we're doing it at the same time as the English. because. Yeah. Even because it's so bilingual, they may watch more English television than French. Mm -hmm. So we've separated. We have a great partnership with Just Pour Rire on the francophone side. So they bring in some of the Quebec acts, we bring in the Acadian acts, and we work together. And we've separated it to a separate week. So the last weekend of January is the French week. So we've got um, you know a, a mix of bar shows as well as we have uh, Luc Leblanc will be hosting a gala similar to the Thursday night. This will be the mm -hmm. Vendredi Soir Pour Rire. So it would be him and eight other comics doing a bunch of shows. And then on the Saturday night, Mario Jean out of Quebec will be doing, he's headlining that show. So those are our two big theater shows, but then we also have, like English, not as many on the English side, but we do have shows going all over. So Chediac, St. Antoine, uh, downtown Moncton, all around. So it's, it's going to be a fun week as well. But I, I think it's great that we've separated it because it gives much more focus to them when they're there and not get lost in the English mix. And then English is the first week in February. So we start off on February 1st with our open mic contest and run right through to the Saturday on the 4th. So it's, it's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure sounds yeah. like it. When it comes to the open mic, have people already had to apply? Have they missed that if they're watching so, now? Uh, the so three to seven minute uh, video. So it could be on stage. Some of them haven't had a lot of stage time. So it's from their couch. Okay. Um, they just got to get through the material. We put it up online. We have judges that go through and make sure that they're, they'll be solid enough. If we have more than 10, we, we cut it down to the top 10. If we have less than 10, unless somebody did horribly wrong, they're not going <laughs> to... Then they might You're get really cut, not ready. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> well, there's a very big difference between telling jokes around the kitchen table yep. with your family and friends than actually getting on stage and making an audience laugh. So some people learn that the hard way. But we've had amazing people coming through, especially on the French side in the last few years, just seeing people coming in like prepped and ready and, and just roaring to go. And just people that we hadn't heard of that, that are just doing like a few gigs here and there and now they're doing a lot more shows. So it's been great. And on the English side, we really draw from Halifax, PEI, like all over people are coming in to compete in this. So there is a lot of, of uh, I was going to say gravitas, but that doesn't go with the comedy <laughs> festival. But there is a lot that goes with winning this title. It does definitely bump you up. Other festivals will start noticing you, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting those other gigs and that kind of thing. It, it definitely helps along the way. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite part? Maybe like a favorite part. Let's not say a favorite comedian or yeah, a yeah. favorite actor or anything yeah. like that. But like, is there is the, <laughs> the big show with everybody your favorite thing to do? Or is it the after hours? Um, I think it's bookended. So, I mean, that first show, there's a lot of nerves and excitement leading up to, and, and that, when that first show hits at the Capitol and you just you hear the roar of laughter and, and the people that are having fun, then you're like, okay, we, we, we're off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of sets the tone for the next couple of nights, which I honestly don't get to see a whole lot of 
the comedy during the week. I'm usually backstage at a theater quarterbacking, like, because we have an army of volunteers who are so wonderful to come out every year and help us. They're working doors, taking tickets. We have drivers getting our comics to and from shows. So I'm often just quarterbacking and troubleshooting and get to catch a little bit of a set here <laughs> or there. So, not a, that's, so after hours, just hanging out and getting to know some of the comics. Some of them I know well, some of them I'm just meeting. So getting a chance to have those conversations and develop relationships. Because in the end, that's, that's what it's all about here is those relationships and how do we keep building a festival that everybody like, is dying to get to as, mm -hmm. as a performer. Like, you know, they want to be here. And, and so it's an envious position to be in where, you know, it's unfortunately we got to say no to a bunch of people. Like, okay, maybe next year. <laughs> well, that's it. Maybe not in the future, right? If it yeah. keeps growing and you come out of like you know our end of New Brunswick, maybe you can make it an entire province thing. Yeah, there's been talks over the years. Like, do we do some off sh offshoot shows? The hard part is on the same weekend. Like, we'd have to have mini teams mm. then going to oh, yeah. other places. But what we have done in previous years, sometimes we'll tour right before or we'll tour yeah. right after with a little bit of a best of the fest show. Uh, we've done that in the past. We've gone to Pictou County, or we've gone to PEI and done a little mini festival, like kept you know a smaller amount over to the next week. So we have done a little bit of that. So nothing saying we wouldn't do it in the future. Right now, it's just rebuild out of COVID. That's so, exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's such like you said, there's such that interesting feel to it of going out into the small communities and having it such a community-based mm -hmm. thing. Getting too big would be almost. It's, you know, they're taking away from that. Yeah, and I mean, the size we got to was low and slow. Like, we look at, can we add one or two shows each year? In fact, this year, coming out of post-COVID, we've actually scaled it back to probably 2018 size. Because mm. 2018, 19, 20, because we, we got 20 in right before COVID yeah. hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were just getting bigger and bigger, and we were selling everything out. And I've seen a little hesitation from, from last year. So now we're like, let's just bring it back a little bit. I'd rather have to turn people away than have half full audiences, right? So we did scale it back a little bit this year. Hopefully that works. It's also been really slow getting going. A lot of the, our regular bars and, and restaurant partners have been a little bit slower getting back to us because they're all struggling with staffing. Yeah. So they're like, can I do one show? Can I do two? They're trying to figure out their scheduling and everything. So it, it did put us on sale a little bit late, but fully understandable. Like everybody's still trying to figure out this new world, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> so if people are listening and watching and are going, oh my goodness, I have to get in on this, how do they get tickets? So hubcapcomedyfestival.ca, check out the website. There's a schedule and ticket page every, or if you want a particular venue, you're just gonna go to on the venue page and say, okay, what does Old Triangle have? All their shows are listed. Or go to Holy Whale, all their shows are listed and you can just pit, buy your tickets right there. So we have our own box office for that stuff, so it works, works pretty slick. We'll scan you in when you get there. We'll also, this week we have our printed tickets. We'll get them dropped off to the bars and restaurants. They can, so some people that don't want to buy online, they mm -hmm. can go buy it at their local watering hole too. So. Okay, and social media, so people can uh, maybe get little glimpses of who's coming to town. Yeah, there's lots of stuff up at, uh, at our Hubcap Comedy Festival Facebook page, so check us out there. There's, there's lo always lots of updates. I know Jenna's working hard on that yep. for us. So <laughs> she's been with us the last few years, so. But yeah, you get to see little clips of the different comics, get to see what's going on with the, uh, with the shows. So yeah, check us out either on the socials or, or at hubcapcomedyfestival.ca to get your tickets. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. And that's it for this week's show. We'll see you all again next week. Except for me. Yeah. <laughs>